My name is Cecilia Beam. I'm the Adult Education Coordinator for San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. Um, this Meet the Artist program, as well as the Points of View lectures, are presented by the Center for Dance Education. And uh, many of these interviews, as well as the Points of View lectures, you'll be able to find podcasted on the website at sfballet.org. And we um, encourage you to check out um, those podcasts. I'd like to welcome everyone here at the War Memorial Opera House. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2010. And I'm very, very pleased to introduce my guest today, ballet master Betsy Erickson. Betsy has had many, many roles in the world of ballet. It's quite astonishing. She has been a dancer here at San Francisco Ballet, at American Ballet Theater. She's a choreographer. She served as an artistic director. She serves as a consultant and um, board of trustee for foundations. And uh, we're going to focus today on her role as ballet master here at San Francisco Ballet. And uh, welcome, Betsy. Thank you very much. Um, just give us a little thumbnail sketch about what a ballet master does. Well, we rehearse the repertoire. Um, we're in the studio from the time that the dancers are learning a ballet. We're in the studio learning it along with them. And we rehearse the ballet, um, sometimes in the absence of the choreographer and sometimes such as Swan Lake um, is choreographed by Helgi Thomason. Uh, so he's here to oversee it, but uh, we teach new people parts. It's, Swan Lake is a ballet that we've done for quite a few seasons. Uh, this is a new production that we opened last year. So um, it's, it's a little bit different than our old one. And we rehearse, the ballet masters rehearse different sections of Swan Lake, get it ready for putting it on the stage, replace any dancers that are injured or, or not here anymore. Um, whatever it takes to take a ballet from the studio to the stage and to the performance, that's what we do. Well, um, today's performance is Swan Lake. Um, tell us a little bit of your responsibility in putting this production together. Well, in Swan Lake, um, probably my biggest responsibility is... Uh, the swans, all of the swans. And in this production, we have 30 swans, which is quite astounding to have 30 women working together, breathing together, moving together. Uh, it's quite an astonishing thing when you see all 30 swans on stage. Uh, it's, it's quite magnificent. And so that's what I teach and I coach to the dancers is uh, the swans. I also do other parts of Swan Lake, but the majority of my work is with the swans, um, the solos, the duet, the signets, the four little swans, and then the larger core of 30 swans. Now, how do you get 30 dancers to do everything in an ensemble? That, that takes some work, and it takes some hours. It's not just a matter of learning what the steps are. It's learning how to breathe together, how to move together, that all of the heads are on just the right angle, all of the arms are moving in the, with the right amount of energy, the right amount of um, 
direction of the arms. It, it's, it's not an easy thing. It takes a lot of work, and it's not something that happens just overnight. It's a matter of 30 young ladies um, doing it over and over together to really become ensemble, to really be able to understand each other's energy, um, have designate leaders of each group, and that those people will indicate with a breath that now it's time to start. And, and you'll see that a lot before a movement happens. You'll usually see a kind of a breath when they're standing still. Look for that breathing. That's what synchronizes them, along with the music. So if you look for that, you'll, you'll see how they start breathing together, and then the movement happens together. Now you say there's 30 um, swans in the corps de ballet, but there's also different casts, correct, for the corps de ballet? Well, I have um, also some upper-level students who work with us in the big productions, and we have quite a few uh, in among the 30 swans because we don't have... 30 in the court of ballet. We have only about 22. So um, we have quite a few upper-level students who come to work with us uh, in Swan Lake as well as other productions like the Nutcracker. So I'm just curious, um, so if you have a role in Swan Lake in the court of ballet, do you always have that particular position or sometimes will your position have to move around depending on what's going on? Uh, it could move around. We have a little bit of rotation possible for the sinyas, the four little swans. You'll see them today. They do the very, very fast um, work together, and they're holding arms. They're holding hands. Um, we have dancers who rotate in and out of those roles, and then other dancers who would... Um, go into their corps de ballet place. So, yes, we have a certain amount of rotation, but because the numbers are so high that we have so many, uh, we can't rotate a whole lot. So most of the time, a dancer that's their place, they have their place uh, in the corps de ballet, and we, we can't rotate everyone. Let's talk a little bit more about the um, variation you were describing with the four little swans. That's a very well-known dance where they hold hands and do that entire dance together. What are some of the challenges that a dancer would be faced in that um, variation? Well, the speed of it. It's very, very fast, and it requires tremendously strong footwork uh, as well as coordination, and the head has to move and turn with the movement of the feet and the, the directional movements. It, it's a tremendously challenging piece to do, and we have four who have done it quite a bit together. We rotate one or two new ones in, but uh, because it is such a tight ensemble piece, you put one new swan in there, and, and uh, it takes quite a bit of rehearsal to get everyone coordinated, plus the way that they have to hold their hands. They can't, no one can press down or pull up on the other one's hands. It has to be a very light touch, and it has to be sort of in front of the body so it doesn't push them back. I mean, it's, it's a very delicate kind of thing that they're holding hands, but they can't really press on each other, or it means somebody's going to just <laughs> find themselves on the floor. Well, the court of ballet looks absolutely beautiful in this production. It was stunning. Um, what, what's different um, 
when you're in the corps de ballet versus being a soloist or a principal dancer? Well, the, the difference really is um, the corps de ballet is the larger group. Uh, the soloists are the ones who do duets or trios. Dancing, that means two or three or sometimes four together. Um, but in the corps de ballet, it, it's really the core. It means the body. And it, it is like one giant. We think of it as one giant swan, that all 30 swans are actually one big swan. And the corps de ballet dances a lot um, throughout the season. They do. They have The corps de ballet has a tremendous amount of uh, responsibility, a lot of work to do on the next it's actually program three is the Balanchine program, and you'll see another large group of women in Serenade, for instance. Um, also theme and variations. Um, requires quite a few people to do those ballets, quite a few ladies, and the core is very, very busy. So this is the second year of the new production, and it's just stunning. Tell us a little bit about the the headdresses and the costumes. They're so beautiful, but don't get to see them too close up. Yeah, the headdresses are, are really beautiful. If you saw them close up, you'd see that they're made of feathers, and they're kind of made in, in layers. There are some darker feathers around the face and the hairline, and then white feathers intermixed with some kind of uh, gray colors. There's actually quite a few... Colors, So they're not just white. There's different shades of gray and sort of dark charcoal or dark brown. Uh, and they're made, each headdress is made for that particular dancer. They're very well fit to the dancer. Um, they're not, I mean, it's, it's really like a hat, like a cap. It covers their head. Uh, the costumes also were made, each one made for each particular dancer so that they fit very, very snugly and so that we have the right neckline and we have the right um, everything. Uh, each costume is carefully fitted and made for each dancer. And throughout the production, I understand there's a lot of wigs and um, just a lot of detail to the wig and makeup. There is. Yeah, there are a lot of wigs in this production, uh, as there usually are in full lengths, but this does uh, have quite a few more wigs. Um, in the first act, you'll see most of the women ha have wigs on, the aristocrats and the pas de trois, they have wigs. And also in the third act, in the palace scene, they have wigs as well. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of detail uh, it's, sometimes I think it's too bad that the costumes and the wigs and all can't be seen more close, closely because you'd really uh, appreciate the workmanship that goes into these details. It's, it's hard to see from a distance, but it gives an overall effect of, um, of being very lavish and, and quite complete, I think. Now, we took a production of Swan Lake to China, um... Last summer, correct? Was it summer? Uh, September. September. Yeah. Um, tell us a little uh, bit about that production and why we didn't bring this production to China. Well, we, we basically brought our old production, um, a little bit of this new one, but basically our old production. It 
is it travels a little bit easier. This production is quite large and quite beautiful. Um, the scenic elements are very large, and also the projections. Uh, we knew that we wouldn't have that kind of space in China on stage, and also just the cost of shipping uh, such large scenery and uh, all the elements would, would be a little bit too much. So we, we basically took our old production, which travels well, and uh, all we took all of the corps de ballet and uh, everybody, the full company, we took to China. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're in conversation with ballet master Betsy Erickson, and at a few minutes we'll have an opportunity to ask questions. So... Tell us a little bit about the tour to China. What were some of the challenges, maybe a wonderful memory that you have? Well, there are a lot of wonderful memories, uh, and there are quite a few challenges, too. Uh, anytime you're dealing with a foreign country and a foreign language and a foreign culture, you're bound to have challenges. Um, I think we did very well there, though. We, we did wonderful performances. Uh, only on a few occasions did anyone get sick. <laughs> which is always a concern in a foreign country. Uh, we were treated very, very well um, by the Chinese as well as the American embassies over there. We had some wonderful parties. <laughs> and uh, we actually got to tour around the country quite a bit. It, when we were in Beijing, we had uh, two days at the end of the tour that were just designated for us to actually go sightseeing, and and we did. We went to the Great Wall of China, we went to the Forbidden City, and the Summer Palace, and that was really wonderful. That we It was just after the 60th anniversary of the People's Republic of China, so they had had all that, the celebration there, and a lot of foreign dignitaries were there, and um, we actually had two days at the end of the trip to go and do some sightseeing, and it was wonderful. It was a thrill, actually, to be walking on the Great Wall of China. I, it's probably a, a dream come true. Tell us about the theaters um, the ballet performed in. Are they like our theaters here? Well, not as big as the Opera House. You'd, you'd have to go to just a few, you know, like the Paris Opera or something to find really a stage and a theater that's as big as the opera house. And we're a little bit spoiled because this is a wonderful theater and a wonderful stage to work on. Um, so they weren't as large as that. They were challenging in that we, uh, we had to really figure out our spacing, how we were going to do a full length with that kind of space. Um, but it worked. It was okay. We had a couple challenges with not being able to actually attach anything to the floor of the floor in Beijing, the floor that exists in the theater. They wouldn't let us attach anything to the floor there. So we couldn't use our sprung floor, which is what we carry everywhere with us. It's a special floor that's built for the dancers, and it has a certain amount of resilience, a certain amount of uh, rebound to it so that... It's actually very gentle on their legs and back. And we weren't allowed to attach that floor in Beijing. So we had to dance 
write on their floor, which was a bit hard. And um, everyone managed, but we had to just be very careful. Uh, jumping was very difficult on that floor. So we had a few challenges like that. The company was so well-received, and um, the performances were very welcomed. So that was, must have been a wonderful experience. It, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, we met so many wonderful people over there, and um, I felt like, you know, on a human level, you could really connect with people. They very much appreciated what we were doing and treated us very, very well. Wonderful. Well, I'd like to open it up to your questions for um, Betsy Erickson, our ballet master. Yes. Yes, uh, the question is, which cities in China and how many performances? We performed in Shanghai. Um, I think we had four performances in Shanghai. And then Beijing, we had three performances. We did Swan Lake, and we did also a repertory program. Just those two cities, yes. Um, Two-part question, this uh, lady had gone to Paris in 2001, which was absolutely a wonderful tour. We played at the, um, performed at the Paris Opera House, and you asked me to talk about the rake stage, and yes, there is indeed a rake. A rake is when the stage is slanted forward, uh, which many of the old houses in Europe, um, South America, so forth, are put on a slant, and it's so that the audience can better see in perspective what's going on on stage. That has um, its challenges. That's, that's very hard to do, and it takes a lot of adjustment. In Paris, we're lucky enough to have a studio upstairs in the Paris Opera House that has the same degree level of rake, so that when we do rehearsals upstairs, we can have the same feeling, the same challenges as we would have on stage. Um, so it's, it is difficult, but you do get used to it. It's not impossible. And we're always in the U.S. dancing on very flat floors. So the first day or so, it's a challenge. After that, everyone gets used to it and they find their balance. You know, I don't know what the degree is. It's not the most of... It's not the worst in the world, but it's quite a, it is quite a rake. I don't know what the degree is, yes. And then you also asked about the reception for Helgi in Iceland, which was so unbelievably warm and loving. Of course, Helgi is from Iceland, from Reykjavik, and um, he's always treated as a national treasure there, which he is, and... Um, the reception for he and the company is always very friendly and very warm. It's wonderful to go there. Wonderful memories. Yes, sir. Were there special moments for Yuan Yuan on, this, on the China tour? Absolutely. Um, she is so loved over there. 
and uh, everyone knows who she is, and she's, you know, on all the posters and everything. Uh, her picture was all over both cities, Shanghai and Beijing. Uh, she danced just about every performance. She did, um, she, she danced each of the repertory programs and danced, I, I believe, three of the seven, three of the six Swan Lakes, if that's, I, I, I'm not sure, but she did uh, quite a few of the Swan Lakes and was, of course, the reception for her was wonderful. They just love her there, yes. Which program are we rehearsing now? We have started rehearsing the next two programs because we opened that a week from Tuesday. So we have already started rehearsing that. Um, we rehearsed, the last rehearsal we did of Swan Lake, of full, was this last Tuesday, and it was um, for a cast change. So we did a technical rehearsal on stage. We usually rehearse... We start rehearsing ballets well in advance, and then we leave them for a while, and then we bring them back a couple of weeks before we start performances of them. It's kind of how our schedule is. It's not an easy schedule, but that's how we have to do it. I'm sorry to say that I think we've just about run out of time, but I know you are going to really enjoy today's performance. It's a wonderful production. Betsy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure.